0: Mood after fact that gets more unhinged with time.
1: I just mean no name. Oh, part. I
0: have my fun fact. I have my fun fact. I'm so excited for it. It's so fucking unhinged. <laughs> okay,
1: okay. 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 Um, okay, hi, welcome to our podcast. throat goats. Is- goats. Bitch. Um, this is I think number four for us, which is kind of awesome. I yeah. It's four, isn't it? Yeah. This is number okay. four. Yeah. Which, you know, five months for a podcast. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we're going to be better with it. Okay, yeah. because we're going to do it last week, but Tatum was here visiting me. And if you have ever hung out with me and Tatum, um, it's insane. It's, it's like, like I have another adrenal gland. <laughs> yeah, it's not healthy. However, I do recommend it. Like... <laughs> And that's a, one of the reasons why we started this podcast is we are out of control, cuckoo, kaka and say no, and we want you to come with us. Unfortunately, it um, really diminishes our capabilities to function. Oh,
1: like, no. Well, here's the thing is, like, we see each other and we're so hype, and so we over-function. And so yeah. We do all the things, like, no regulation whatsoever. No. And then we still have plans, but then we reach this point of, like, Hey, so do you want to sit on the couch, eat junk food, and yeah. watch shit? And
0: yeah, I will take naps intermittently, and we're gonna eat noodles and Oreos because that's kind of all the energy I have. But even that is like very cathartic for me, and I'm just oh, like, yeah this, is, yeah, this is yeah, um, the of my life, literally. Um, so. What I call that is like I have no dial. I just have on or off. There's yep. no like soft or, you know, turn up and turn down slowly. It's on or off, it's go or stop. And um, I'm trying to find a middle ground. I haven't found it yet, but here we are.
1: Well, it's, it's, I was wondering the other night why, like, why am I so tired? Like, I have been sleeping <laughs> hard for the last yeah. few days. Yeah. And then I've realized, well, actually, it's been three weeks of just non stop go 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 yeah and so my body's just like
0: shut it down <laughs> <laughs> yeah but
1: here so, we are Oh, right, yeah we should introduce ourselves right
0: well duh. Um, Okay. So we are, you know, in a long distance relationship. We're in a long distance open relationship. No, I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) uh, I live in Toronto. I'm the little sister. Uh, My name is Dre. She, her pronouns, you know, very queer out here. Um, Live in downtown Toronto. I think I already said that. Yeah. Yeah. We have a fun fact. My fun fact that I discovered this weekend, because I've been on this like crazy self discovery journey, which also ties into our like intro is that I have a lot of cortisol in my body, a lot of adrenaline in my body all the time. Here's how I know. I went out <laughs> to the club as one does. Um, and, you know, there are some uppers going around. I did some uppers. I did some Molly for the first time in, you know, I would say a few years. Tell me how everyone was rolling. I felt nothing. They're like, oh, I was literally sitting, everyone is chugging water, (laughs) chewing gum. By one thirty, I started yawning. And they were just like, Dre, are you okay? And I'm like, Yeah, are you? Yeah. And then I just (laughs) started
1: having a good time.
0: (laughs) I'm fine. Are you okay? And they were just like, You're you're are you have i'm like yeah i'm fine man but i just came home and i realized i'm just like this is how i feel all the time i just feel high energy so doing a little bit of molly is like not it doesn't do anything to my nervous system because that is how i feel i'm just like katrina you know what i mean
1: (laughs) i mean i i get it i get it It's funny because I must have zero cortisol because even just like, just like a sniff of the cocaina makes me (laughs) like, (laughs) ah, this is amazing.
0: Yeah. Like I have to do a lot right at once. So I actually feel something, Mm -hmm. but to just like, kind of like do a respectable, cute amount to keep it kind. I'm just like, yeah, no girl. Like Mm. it's really got to give. It's really got to give. So um, that's my fun fact.
1: That's really fun.
0: Um, yeah. Well, my minute. pronouns are M-D-M-A. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs>
1: um, I It's okay. All right.
0: Well, my...
1: <laughs> okay. My name is Tatum. I am in the outer core of downtown Vancouver, and I am – who am I? Who am I? I have so God. many things. I'm having meltdown. an I am having a cancer having meltdown. <laughs> cancer identity crisis. That is my fun fact. And <laughs> the thing is, is like, you know, I am a mo- mother. I'm a mom. I just celebrated mm-hmm. Mother's Day with our mother. <laughs>
0: Actually,
1: my kids are pretty cool. Like, I think they're going to be okay, I hope. Uh, but we have not yet entered the teenage years, which I'm like real fucking um and what else i think but oh right so i was having this conversation at a club on saturday night it was just like a live music club and the lead singer of the or the woman that was there doing a the show and she had a friend also come in and do like lauren hill do wop it was amazing anyways we, we're outside hanging out just getting some air and we were having this conversation and it turns out that i actually had met her friend like the guest artist and met her in my neighborhood walking around as a mom and so i'm like it's fuck, it's so funny because once you meet somebody who's a mom that's sort of the only identity you have for them in that your really head. sucks i yeah. and you realize like holy shit you have to realize that holy shit these people have Entire identities out this, mm-hmm. and this out, out outside of that. And like, she is a boss bitch. Like, she just recorded an album, she's like this up and coming uh, black woman in a country rock band. Uh, mm-hmm. And so it was just like, fuck, she has so many cool things going for her. But in my head, I had already just classified her as like neighborhood mom.
0: And, yeah, and, that's, you know, and it's crazy. It's like the same stigmas we try to fight are the same ones that are programmed into our brain. Yo. And you're like, "Wow, it's me. I'm the problem." Yes,
1: <laughs> yes. Actually, a friend of mine—you uh, um, you know, actually, I'm not going <laughs> to a mutual friend of ours—sent um, me this. Sent me a reel the other day, and it was essentially that. Where, but this is like racial stigmas or racial like biases that we already have. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, programmed and how this like preschool teacher was watching her students on camera and the person uh, who was performing the experiment said, I just want you to toggle your mouse over the kid that you think is going to cause trouble or be disruptive in your class. And without a doubt, it was the little black boy. And I said, Mm. and I said, and I said this to my friend, I said, you know, what's so crazy is that even though we work so hard to just be totally like anti-racist. Like that's it. Mm -hmm. Anti-racist. Um, there have been times I have caught myself being, like having those thoughts like, Oh, a black man walks on the, onto the the sky train. I'm like, I grab my purse and I'm like, bitch, what's wrong with you? What are you doing? Yeah. Yeah.
0: And that's crazy too, because like all of this, like reading and researching I've been doing, um, there was some statistic out there or, by science i hate saying they say because my mom doesn't <laughs> fucking pisses me off i was like great yeah i'll, I'll believe they um say. yeah or i think it was from ginger dean's program but it was basically like you know we actually make decisions from our subconscious mind and our subconscious mind is actually about 80 percent of how our decisions get made mm-hmm. so to actually like excavate those things and bring them to like higher consciousness is such hard work because you are literally trying to deprogram your brain. And it's just doing stuff like that, but, like, 80% is a big fucking number, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, even, like, beliefs about yourself, that you're just like, oh, yeah, it's been programmed, um, I'm always the bad kid, so I'll just be the bad kid, because that's all that's expected of me, you know what I mean? So, in terms of these big things, like, damn, work.
1: Right? I know. It's, uh, it's interesting. But, I mean, one thing I'm grateful for is just the awareness uh-huh. And it's, and it's just a reminder of how much, even though as progressive as you are, it, those things are still ingrained in you, and you have to work. Even you have to work and be yeah,
0: be humble so and basically be like, just yeah, I'm like learning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, like, literally out here just with my monkey brain with a fucking iPhone and credit card. Like, that's really what it gives. That is it. Like, it gives toddlers. So. Monkey toddlers out in the world. Monkey fucking toddlers. Uh, um,
1: did I say my pronouns? I am she. I am her. I am icon. And, <laughs> I mean, I pretty much feel like my fun fact is that over our time together, you had asked me, you're like, hey, if you ever split from your husband, would you like? I've been, hetero- I've been heterosexual, cisgender, mm-hmm. heterosexual for my, um, from at least my, you know, my life as I as I know it. But mm-hmm. you're, you asked me, you're like, would you ever date outside of your gender? And I was like, absolutely,
0: or outside of the hetero sort of, yeah, hetero
1: thing. normative, you know, stuff coupling. And I was like, absolutely. And so mm-hmm. I think my fun fact is like, did I just come out as queer? <laughs>
0: I think it came out as open and possible to it. Yeah. Yeah. Because I find that, like, even now, 10 years being – actually 12 years, holy shit. No. Um, Being out, I'm like, I could possibly date, like, uh, a man, but he would have to be super queer. Hopefully bisexual, but yeah. But, like – Unless he was Lenny Kravitz.
1: Yeah, but, like, queer and also alpha at the same time.
0: I'm not really into that as much anymore. I think he would have to, because I would want to peg him every now talks, and then. But totally. Yeah. I think that's the beautiful
1: is... thing about a healed alpha is someone who knows, like, somebody who can, who, like, is going to hold you down in that sensitivity and, like, mm-hmm. he, can, he can he can move through and be a sensitive man, but he's also going to be... I don't know. There's like there's a the evolved alpha. Maybe it's just, Yeah. Like, I don't, maybe we don't like that term, but it's like the evolved man is what I'm
0: looking Yeah. At. The evolved heel man that would just let yeah. me peg the shit out of him one yes. day. Yes, yeah. but
1: then you know, but then we'll also Yeah, I don't know. Fucking throw it
0: down to the bedroom, no, so you, you know, know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Um my pronoun. So this is actually how this conversation came up because I was like, I got some fucking shit to unpack. Hmm. Um my pronouns, I always say she her or I say she they. I always start with she because if you look at me, I'm fucking obviously she her. Um but I wanted to talk about gender today because me and my roommate um we have a very similar experience um being queer. You know, being people that kind of like Are able to shape shift, especially energetically and how I express myself physically isn't necessarily how I feel. It's just what I like. Mm -hmm. Right. So when I get ready in the morning, I always say I'm getting into drag Um, or I just say like a lot of this shit is cosplay for me because once I stepped into my feminine energy through ballroom and stuff like Honestly, doors just started opening for me because it was a really interesting way to see how society sort of perceived me, the more feminine I was and the more like hyper feminine I was. Mm. I'm talking like a casual blowout on a Tuesday with a full glam, like going to work every single day like that. One, because I really like doing it. It's fun. And two, I'm just like, people do whatever you want. (laughs) Like when you look a certain way. Um... And I work in the financial district and like um, corporate healthcare. care. Um, I'm now in the business side of it. I, I think I'm in the consulting side of it. I still need to Google what consulting means. I don't know. I'm doing it. Um, so as I'm like in these new environments and like also presenting the way I do and showing up in meetings, looking a certain way, um, it helps me empower myself. But in actuality, I know I'm not completely cisgender. Um, and I have a bunch of trans friends and we always talk about this stuff. My closest friends, I'm actually going to go see them right now. Um, after this, um, we talk about gender a lot. Um, and I always just find it really interesting how much I didn't know about my own gender until I was talking to them about it. And I was just like, oh, (laughs) Mm -hmm. I got to unpack some shit. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Because I mean, as, as a kid, you have... I think you always, you always toggled towards the more tomboy Mm -hmm. sort of vibe. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, and and mom always like, you wore the skirts. You always, you know, you did all that stuff that mom Mm -hmm. made you wear, but Mm -hmm. that wasn't your choice. However, your energy always was a little more of like the tomboy. Yeah. A little like, but like. Or just like a wild girl, if you will, <laughs> like a wild yeah, yes. yeah, yes, yes, which I which I remember. But then, and I wonder. My question to you is: Do you feel like that was? I mean, you've done a lot of work on your inner self, so or your inner child. So, do you think that was like your rebellion, or did you mm. like because you were like, I don't. This I feel different, and I feel. I feel different and mm-hmm. so being gay means I must be more like a boy and so I so how did that you yeah I feel like
0: that? I feel like with when you're a girl who loves girls you kind of feel like I don't want to be a girl because it means I can't be with a, another woman or I can't like I can't play house with another girl so other girls like boys so maybe I should be more like a boy mm-hmm. Um. But that was more like um, a little bit of confusion. But when I remember first liking girls, oh, my God, I like this girl so much. In kindergarten, her name was Tiffany Tong. I still remember her. She's so hot. She's Japanese. Um oh, you can't what? use
1: names on the podcast.
0: Whatever. I'll bleep it out. And it's not a bad thing. I just think she was so cute. Um, Whatever. Um, And... um. Yeah, and I even now when I grow up, um, and even in my like feminine essence, I just feel like a being. Mm -hmm. I don't really feel. I just, I kind of just feel like I float around on the spectrum. It's not even, it's not even accurate to say that I'm non-binary because I'm on the binary. I just kind of flow within it. yeah, what was the question?
1: How did, so? Your expression of feminine femininity was was your fef, your was your expression of femininity impacted on how what you're feel how you're feeling on the inside, like based on social like what yes. society yes. wanted. yeah because I yes. think that there's a lot of I think you know coming up in the era that we did like we're lucky in the sense that we got to grow up in this sort of like a new beginning I feel like mm. you know time of the world but I mean for a lot of people you think <clears throat> when you thought women being lesbian you saw you know the Ellen DeGeneres you saw
0: Rosie O'Donnell Rosie
1: O'Donnell and they just be, were so much more like manly if you will mm-hmm. and so that was sort of the visualization of what a woman who liked other women mm-hmm. look like and so that's the sort of uh exterior that you had to sort of almost take on take on for yourself but you've been really like real feminine it's so real feminine real femme like it's crazy because you get <laughs> into a room and you are just like your energy is like you just fucking ooze sex out of you and like i don't even know how it's so possible but like (laughs) it's just it's literally like palpable and like Mm -hmm. that's your feminine energy that's so it's so
0: powerful. it's so powerful and at the same time i also feel like it's so masculine because Mm -hmm. the femme it's like it feels um it just it sometimes it doesn't feel Any specific gender? Again, I feel like a creature rather than I feel like uh like like that energy even comes from a human. Almost feels like a very ancient energy, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think when I was younger too, I was, I think I was just unconsciously trying to reject the implications of what it meant to be a woman and what it meant. Sorry, I was going over this with a friend, and I was like, you know, when I was nine years old. And we were on this trip to florida with mom and dad we went to the bahamas and i remember we were sitting in some sort of hotel or motel or something in florida or maybe in the cabin in the ship it was something and we were talking about marriage and kids and i remember saying i will never get married i will never have kids and i was just so upset that by growing up in this body i already have my life planned out for me and i was just so pissed about that where i'm just like who the fuck even said i wanted that when did i ever say i want that and then mom and dad laughing and being like, "Oh no, 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 you're gonna, you're gonna want that." And I was like, "Well, bitch, here I am at 33 years old, and I'm, Not you know,
1: married. don't have
0: kids." Yeah, and take my, my eggs and make a fucking, fucking yeah. make an <laughs> omelet with them for all <laughs> I care. Like, <laughs> you know, I've never wanted that. Um, but I think in the, in that sense, that's that's why I was just like rejecting being a a woman because of society's prescription of what it meant to be a woman. Mm. So in that sense. I felt very genderqueer, because I'm like, um, you already assigned to me what I wanted. It, no one even fucking asked me, you know what I mean? Who says I want to get married, or who says I wanted to have, you know, kids? And, you know, where I watched you grow up, I watched you go fucking boy crazy from the ages 12 to now, and, um, you know... Y- you saw leo dicaprio and you were just like i literally saw your hormones just i was like this is what it means when someone says she wants to be a mom yeah. that i recognize mm-hmm. and i can also recognize that i don't have this fiery passion that you should have if you want to bring kids into this world like it's it's a it's a life altering thing and you need to really want it and i can recognize the difference where i was kind of like indifferent mm-hmm. and you were had a burning passionate desire from jump jump you know um, i don't even
1: know where that came from where that's just in, innate and if that's just something that you know and maybe and maybe this is almost proof in the pudding that we are all you know gender is gender is like we're born this way um mm. that's for some, we want first. And it's just, yeah, it, maybe maybe that's the proof in the pudding. It's like, I don't, I did. I wanted to be a mom as fucking fast as possible. I wanted to be mm-hmm. married at like 18 or 19. Yeah. To have babies. Like that was mm-hmm. my thing. But
0: also I believe
1: that we also weren't taught any different in a way. It was like, yeah. you could not fuck before you were before you had kids, or sorry, before yeah. you were married, so you like your body didn't really belong to you. So I think it was also the illusion of, like, or like the promise of freedom. Also, mm. you know, after mm-hmm. and after you got married, essentially, so that was just always the goal. Is like we're gonna get married, and then life begins, and you can do whatever totally you want, because
0: your husband will do- let you.
1: Yeah, <laughs> legit. Right? it. So Ish. I know. I know. So it's just uh it's so interesting, but it's definitely something, yeah, I wanted to have kids from from jump for mm-hmm. sure. Um and it's really cool that you were able to identify that.
0: I just remembered watching the women in our family and I observed a lot. I've mm-hmm. always been kind of like a master observer and just kind of taking in my surroundings and um also just being very aware that I was just like, why don't I feel this thing that you guys feel? This is so like strange. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of my really like very, very good friends, um, she, she's trans and we were having this conversation about two years ago and my ex fiance and I, we broke up at the time. And a huge reason why we broke up is she wanted me to bear children. And I specifically said from the beginning, I will not do that with my body. And if that means a lot to you, the great thing is that you have a fucking pussy yourself. So do it yourself. Okay. Says, yeah. Right. And I would hope that my partner understood that just because I present visually a certain way, you understand my spirit, um, you know, and I was just telling her how frustrated I was with that. And I was like, you know, I remember when I got my period for the first time, I was a fucking basket case i was i felt utterly betrayed i was be, felt betrayed that my body did this i could not believe i was going through all these changes and i didn't have a say in it um i was like soup on the sidle and my friend was like hey do you know what that is and i was like mental illness and she's like it that's dysphoria and i was like oh fuck I didn't let's know. Let's explain
1: dysphoria. Actually, let's Google it for the people that don't
0: know. Yeah. Let me okay. get a real It's I a basically. It. I have it here. Okay, gender dysphoria is a strong desire to be of the other gender or an insistence that one is the other gender or some alternative gender different from one's assigned gender. It is also described as um, gender dysphoria is discomfort, unhappiness, or distress due to the primary sex characteristics and the secondary sex characteristics of one sex assigned at birth. So I find that last definition really set it off. Um, And even when I get my period every month, I'm just like really... This thing is like an appendix that keeps bursting every month and costs me money. Like, this is the stupidest thing that's ever happened to me. And, and I've system. tried to get my uterus removed since I was in my 20s. Yeah, and they won't you know? let
1: you do it. It's This is like, this is the government and the church having, you know, a say over our bodies. And it's so fucked up because it's you, like, yes, sure, we are, sure, women have the capabilities to bear children. But that does not make us, make us... Solely responsible for multiplying the cup co- the population of the earth. There are many people yeah. are having many children, and if I decide that I don't want that anymore, then you need to respect my respect my wishes.
0: Yeah, and on top, that's like on a macro level of like the church and the laws, but on a person to person level, it's also doctors gatekeeping gender affirming surgeries that feel good uh, in queer bodies and actually not even queer bodies getting a breast augmentation on a cisgender woman is so gender affirming. Mm-hmm. You know, cisgender people get gender affirming surgeries all the time and all it means is you is you feel good in your body and it affirms who you are. Mm-hmm. But because I look the way I do and because I'm like, you know, a pretty girl, doctors always like they never took me seriously because they were going to gatekeep their perception of me. And that's so fucking annoying so i was reading this queer theory book um uh, a feminist queer theory book and a lot of it was uh there's a like, oh, huge trans and it was basically talking about like if someone wanted to transition and they came to the doctor and like jeans and a t-shirt and kicks and it was like, yeah, I want
1: oh wait where did your i think your mic turned off i think you
0: pressed the button i think
1: you may have pressed Just, like, far. It was weird. Is the light on still? Because it looked like you are pressing the button on the back. There we go. How about, how about now? Yeah, you just you shut it
0: off. Oh, shit. Um,
1: getting so into it. You were like, mm-hmm. so
0: fucking into it. I'm going to cancel everybody, including myself. <laughs> um, yeah, basically, if you were a trans woman and you wanted to transition and you went to your doctor and you're like, I'd like some hormones – And you came in with, like, t-shirt and jeans and kicks, and you basically did not give the doctor a boner, he wouldn't give it to you. Mm -hmm. So trans women had to basically learn they had to go to doctors all dolled up in skirts and heels and, like, basically, like, sex dolls for doctors to be like, oh, yeah, I see it for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's like, so I have to go, do I have to go super Mm dikey, And just being like,
1: hey, yo, bro. I don't want to have no baby Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Like, it's so stupid. So, um, yeah, there's the law part of it. And then there's also the day-to-day part of it. And that is also that as sort of unconscious bias thing. Um, and I don't even think if they know that they're being assholes, but they're like, I don't want to make – she just seems like she might – trust me, we know ourselves. You know, we've spent a lot of times in our head um, figuring it out. So, mm-hmm.
1: I mean, it even it, it it affects so much, even down to I was reading something about women who make more money than their man, and how it's even in some women's perspectives, typically more like the conservative Christian realm of things. Where, love them. It's hmm, <laughs> my favorite. They uh, they don't even want to make more money than their man's because it will emasculate them. And there's an entire conversation. And actually, I think I sent it to you on uh, TikTok. It was this, uh, there's a whole section of TikTok that I particularly love, and that's like deconstructing uh, Christianity. Oh, Tim's been
0: on one. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: And there is like this, there's this account that especially talks about um, black, um, black, churches and black christianity and this i find really really um i find this really intriguing just because there is uh, as as a family that essentially was displaced from india and brought to a colonized um country i sort of feel like there's similarities i i'm trying really hard to understand why people who were enslaved um enslaved why people from a country where Christianity didn't exist feel so committed to a religion mm. and so anyways this the one I sent you was like I think I sent it to you it was about this pastor who was talking about how we are raising women to be men is this exact word it's like the, this black pastor is talking to the congregation last Juneteenth, June 19th 2022. His sermon spoke about how we are raising women to be men. He used these words to a congregation of what I presume to be full black people, affirming the stereotypes of, he said these words, mean, aggressive, loud, or angry. And I'm just like, are you for real?
0: You know what? (laughs) <laughs> there is this entire discord and Ginger Dean talks about it on her um on her live all the time and her trigger word is the word submissive because there is this huge you know dating coach like male dating coach sort of movement that keeps talking about like the alpha and the submissive wife kind of thing and it's just like okay to unpack oh, it's this, An- it's like, Andrew first Tate, of all,
1: Andrew Tate is that it's, like, it's all him as well, where he's mm-hmm. telling young, you know, young men that how he treats women as a, you know, as one, as piece like as items, mm-hmm. as absolutely submissive. And it's just, it's sickening. It's sickening. And the funny thing is, is
0: that they, they say they're raising us to be men. And I'm like, no, actually, since, um, The closer we get to the equality of women, and even now that's being shaken because um, women make their own money, Um, it's like, okay, if you really want women to be submissive, one, give me something to submit to, Mm -hmm. first of all. Mm -hmm. Give me leadership I can stand by because from what I see is you men make the shittiest, dumbest, most archaic baseline primal decisions you don't have two fucking brain cells to to rub together to make a synapse and you want me to follow you sit on a bike peg yes. two um
1: and they like that
0: yeah a lot of them do yeah um two a lot of women are out here we're making six figures now we're bringing home the bacon um we are also like thankfully I'm, i i have i will never stop plugging in uh, the inner circle or loving me after we, because she really changed a lot of my mindset. But like, we are not taking the bare minimum as the standard anymore because one, I don't need you Mm -hmm. and men can't deal with it because all they had before was I bring home the money, you take care of the kids in the house and I rule the household. And now we want an equal Mm -hmm. and men can't deal with it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, I just, I just yeah like my my ex was all about like submission and stuff like that and yeah you know what polarity is hot don't get it twisted I think polarity is so fucking hot um in the bedroom but in terms of like I have a brain I have intelligence I have two degrees actually so yeah don't talk to me like I'm stupid you know what I mean like don't talk to me like that um And a lot of even my dating patterns now, like I just won't date masculine women who have not self-actualized in this way because the type of masculinity that they adopt is toxic masculinity. So now I'm in this heterosexual fucking dynamic in a homosexual environment. Tell me how that, like, I'm not doing that. Trans men um, are guilty of this. Masculine women are are guilty of this. Lesbian women are guilty of this. I have been guilty of this. Mm -hmm. And even I have had to unpack how I treat feminine women, um, because when I go into my masculine state and when I'm dating someone who's high femme, I will, I will always, you know, shift a few degrees. So it's something. It's a way that sort of um, it's what is power. that word? It's like a it's like,
1: Oh, um,
0: it. Oh, it's complementary. Nice. So our energy is a bit more complementary um and i've had to sit and unpack that i'm like oh i have a lot of my own internalized misogyny um yes bro we all do yeah because you know what this feels like dre don't do that mm-hmm. don't do that right
1: so okay my question is cuz this is something that like the can you have your cake and eat it too is the question because there is – like, I joke around a lot about – not joke around. In my house, I am more so the primary care – I am. I'm the default parent, primary caregiver. And things have gotten – things are way more equal than they've, you know, than they were, say, when we first had kids, right? Especially as I started working, making my own money, and, you know, I think demanding as well that, no, I'm not – Yes, I wanted to stay at home, but it doesn't mean that it's you get to I'm not it. your
0: milkmaid, dude.
1: <laughs> and I would say, um, anyways, however, I do benefit from things that I call blue jobs and pink jobs. So, mm-hmm. for instance, mm-hmm. even though I am fem- <laughs> feminist, uh, mm-hmm. I don't garbage I don't want to mow the lawn I can Mm -hmm. so is it okay to play into and benefit from the things that you like about it (laughs) or yeah
0: yeah I think so I think as long as the other person is uh (laughs) wants to do that you know um even in my own in my own household um, with my roommate is a bit more is much more androgynous than I am um and we joke about things all the time you know um where you do fall into these roles and it is enjoyable I think as long as when it comes to the end of the day you still have a quality in your relationship if you enjoy those roles I don't think that it's a it's a problematic thing but if it if it puts you in danger or if it makes you feel invalidated because they see women as not uh, I don't know. Smart, intelligent, strong, whatever. Equals an equal. Yeah, if they don't see you as equal and they treat you like a subordinate, then we have a problem. A problem. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Um, do you feel like you got it off your chest?
0: <sighs> yeah. How do you feel? <laughs> yeah,
1: oh, yeah I feel okay. <laughs> I feel good. I feel bloated. I feel like I drank a lot.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, yes, girl. Uh, but no, no, I feel good. When it comes to gender, I think it's uh, it's interesting because I personally have just fit the mold of being like I'm a cisgendered woman, and I mm-hmm. will go. You know, I can go. I fit with ease into the stereotype. I would say. Mm. Um, however, there's a certain awareness that exists where, and I think this is where women and men need to get to is like, we can be the evolved, we can't, it's okay to be a cisgendered person mm-hmm. as long as you are aware of your patterns, as long as you are evolved in that those things can, those dynamics can shift either way. So that. Mm-hmm. It makes space for others to exist how they want to exist. And that society yeah. should not play any fucking part in how people want to show, how people show up in the world. And that's where, you know, that's where I feel like there's so much like headbutting in a way where mm-hmm. society keeps telling us that we have to be, you know, this or that. And, uh, You know, I do it a lot with my kids where I have always just said, like, fuck, you want to play with a doll? I'll go buy you a doll. You want to paint your nails? Let's go paint your nails. Like, whatever. You don't – just because you're a boy and you so far identify as a boy, it doesn't mean that I'm only going to purchase you what have been deemed as society's, you know, boy toys. Yeah, and it's
0: so – arbitrary because at the end of the day i was like none of this shit is biological we made it up who assigns pink to a gender up. like
1: pink guys was actually supposed to be pink was supposed to was it was flipped originally it
0: a lot of these things pick. are flipped mm-hmm. men were healing were wearing heels first men were in arts first like mm-hmm. lots of this stuff has flipped and it's just crazy that like um <laughs> none of this shit is based in biology at all it's just like we've made this shit up and now it almost imprisons us you know um yeah but
1: so i have a question then so yeah about especially we talk about transgender people and i've heard this a lot and i think that there's been a conversation in the sports world about transgender people competing in their identified sports sorry competing
0: in their, in their, in their, um, like whether they should compete in their assigned gender or their transition gender. Exactly.
1: And so this is something that I've, um, been thinking about And for me. It's like, fuck, they, if this is, if somebody is female, they, they are, they are female, mm-hmm. uh, and so they, that's where they need to, that's where they compete is as a female now. I think it goes back to the entire sort of con- inception of gendered sports is fucked, mm-hmm. I think. And so now we're at this, okay, where do we go from here? Because I think, I mean, I'm going to assume, and you can cut me mm-hmm. off if I'm wrong, but I'm going to assume that you also feel that if you identify as a man, you compete as a man. If you identify as a female, you compete as a female. I don't.
0: No, you don't? No. That's
1: great. So you think you should mm-hmm. be born? So you think you're fine No.
0: I don't think either. I think that um, because I compete in dance mm-hmm. and I compete with trans people, and um, the tra- the categories are broken down in gender. So for ballroom, femme queen is trans women. yeah Women's perf- women's like, women's performance is yes. cisgendered women. Yes. Um, and then female figure is anyone who so we looks just who category. is feminine. So, female figure is drag,s trans, and uh, women, right? But in terms of professional sports, when you've when you have been at the you know, say if you're a trans woman, you've been at the mercy of testosterone your whole life. You can't help how it's changed your body, and you can't help how it gives you possibly a more athletic advantage than someone like me who's not had the that might like testosterone change my body like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause when I see femme Queens and how they, they do performance, there's a reason we say femme queen performance, like bitch, they can do things we can't do. Butch Queens can do things I can't do. Maybe some, maybe some uh, of the women can, but like, um, we, we do have inherently different bodies biologically. Right. So I think in order to be fair, I'm not a professional on this, so this i mean opinion. who this so is my a, opinion. opinion yeah <laughs> um you know I, one i don't think we should exclude anybody from any sports mm-hmm. um but what i do think we need to do is make a separate category thank you and we should have a separate category yes. for trans women we should have yes. a separate category for trans men um and figure it out as we go on kind of thing because do would i you know what would I think it's fair if a trans man was in a boxing ring with a cisgendered man? No, no, no. no. Right. Like, no, it would be a bloodbath, you know, yeah. especially if these, if some of these trans men that I know personally, you know, um, are on the smaller side, not all, just the ones I know, but there is yeah, a yeah. kind of a trend. Um, no, it's not fair. Right. Yeah, or fair. Yeah, 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 if so just create if, a new category,
1: which is totally okay. That's exactly where I was going to is like, I think we just create a new category for people to exist and no, no, not to exist. They already exist for people to perform. And in a way that's fair because Mm -hmm. it is unfair. So, so this is actually something that um, I believe as well when it comes to bathrooms, because there was a trans, or somebody who said they were a trans woman, but have not like, are have not yet, um, uh, started there. Well, at least visible. They have not, they visible, still look like a man, you know? And so they have not, um, so they're like, not passing, skin, not passing. And they were in a, um, bathroom where there were teenagers, like a change room where there were young mm-hmm. teenage girls and, um, And it made them feel really uncomfortable because that person was still, just was not, yeah, non-passing. And I mean, I think this is my belief too, is like, okay, then have a universal bathroom where Mm -hmm. people who need, they they can go into that. Mm-hmm. I don't, but then I don't also want to be like, well, segregate passing, everyone. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Until you're passing. However, as a as a woman and as somebody who has been you know, objectified and abused by men, there is mm-hmm. this like slippery slope of and very small. Like this is a very small percentage of people because if a trans man or trans woman goes into a bathroom, you know, they're doing it, like, that's a huge step of courage for themselves.
0: And it's also a safety thing, because imagine that trans woman going into a male bathroom. Mm -hmm. She's putting her life at risk. You know what I mean? Um, You know, the little ferocity person in me wants to just tell other people to just get the fuck over it. And Mm -hmm. she's, she's a girl and she's here. And I bet you that she has no fucking interest in any of yeah. these women, to be honest. And she's here just to take a piss like everyone else. Yeah. Um, and inherently men are the biggest killers of women. Um, yes. so which is, I think, deal with it kind of thing, these because like where to? are the instances where are the instances, I haven't heard of that many instances of trans women attacking other cisgendered women. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I just think as a champion of all women, just in the same sense, of, okay, maybe I don't want to have babies. When I see a mom struggling to get into a bathroom, open doors, she's got a carrier and a fucking screaming baby. I'm the first person to open doors, put her in an empty medical room. If she's like, oh my God, my baby just pooped. And I have I have to an appointment and whatever. Um, I never shy away of being like, I'm going to find you a place. Don't worry, whatever. And I just think that, Really welcoming other women into the female experience. And I think as women, we should also know how hard it is to be a girl, especially being a trans woman, trans woman, like Mm -hmm. really taking that sort of mother wolf approach at, including everyone in the space. That is my nuanced opinion. Um, I don't know. No, I appreciate Mm -hmm.
1: that because I think as, I think, Definitely the conversations I've had about this topic are with people who are conservative and will take that one instant, um, will take that one instant and be like, Oh my god, now all these men are going to be walking into bathrooms when the girls are changing. It's like, Well, no, first of all, they're not
0: men, and second of all, no, but that's um, there. That's there. I'm not, yeah,
1: I'm not saying that, yeah, I'm saying that what that's how they're interpreting it. And their fight is like, well, now anybody can just say that they're, you know, man or female and just walk into it. First of all, nobody's doing that for fucking fun. Okay. No. Nobody's saying, you know, I identify as this. And will you have the sickos that do? Sure. But let's be, let, let me be straight and say that the,
0: let me speak. straight. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
1: existing as a trans person is already life threatening. Yes. And so we must do, and that's the, where I came at it. That's where my, my that's where I came at it. It's like, okay, I agree with you, and also, can we provide a space for people, like a universal bathroom, so that if people don't feel safe, they can go.
0: Totally. Um, and my thing too is just look at the statistics battle your internal feelings with the statistics how many trans women die per year at the hands of men how many trans women have killed other women in attacks Mm -hmm. um how many (laughs) how many trans people are out there saying they're trans for the sake of being because they just want to be different and cool it's not an easy life like the you know, instead of pride, trans people have their own day called the trans day of remembrance, just to remember. Oh, this is making me really emotional. Just to remember how many people die being trans just for existing. You know what I mean? And it's like um it bothers me sometimes when especially cisgendered, like these conservative people, and I try to have these conversations because I do at work with my patients. Um They say things for, you know, want to play devil's advocate. And I'm like, these are people's lives. This is not, this is is not up for debate. These are the Mm. facts. And just because you're married to a white man, does it make me say I don't trust him because 99% of mass murders are white men? I do that work. Mm. And if you trust him, then I trust him. Mm. You know what I mean? But the statistics say he's a fucking predator. And he's the perpetrator of all these things. He represents a a perpetrator of racism, homophobia, um, woman killer, mass shooter. And I'm supposed to feel safe. Like I have a really hard time having sympathy for this thing, for these sort of little conversations where I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Because when my kids have to go out and they go out on dates and they have to bring weapons with them Mm. and stand at the door with mace after they tell them that they're trans, I'm like, you have no idea. Yeah. So to me, it's not up for discussion. And as a champion of women, if you're truly a feminist and you know the dangers of what it is and someone is not, is choosing to transition, especially into womanhood, show up. Yeah. Just show up. Um. that stuff it's it's hard because the lived experience rather than just talking about it in theory theory. is completely different Mm -hmm. um and i do my best not to sort of jump down people's throats but when i first came out um and because i was my first queer relationship with someone who was trans and really being educated on this stuff at a really young age because now society's caught up but i learned this stuff over a decade ago and it's just wild, like <laughs> you know. And we just owe trans women so much. We owe them our rights as gay people, as cisgendered gay people. So, um, yeah, if they, there was they,
1: a, they are an absolute treasure. I think in my mind.
0: So, yeah, I mean, and they... so
1: I, I guess I hope, and I think I just mm-hmm. clear it up. Yeah, that my one, my comment was not like.
0: I don't think your comment was anything.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I just, I I think because it, because it comes from the same place of like, okay, well, let's protect these people. Yeah. At all costs is how I, it's okay.
0: You're basically trying to understand coexisting. Yeah. How do we coexist? Yeah. And my thing is that they should come first because they're literally at the bottom of the food chain. So, so take in your advantages being cisgender, um, just as you would take in your advantages being white or being male or whatever, where it's like someone's safety should be, should come before your discomfort, Mm. you know, Mm. and discomfort is not the same as your life being in on the line for having to take a piss, you know? (laughs) <laughs> yeah
1: so true it's so true it's so 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 true mm-hmm. i know i find it really hard to like not just fucking reach through the phone and beat people up because i'm just like are you, <laughs> are you stupid I, know, like, anyway. I just
0: like don't engage with it um because i'm like i don't have the time to educate you and you're yeah. being willingly ignorant in the in the age of the internet you're being willingly ignorant, and you just want to cause a ruckus. And I don't have fucking time for you. Word. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, we're at fifty-three minutes. <laughs> We've been through the spectrum. Yeah. Of emotion. Uh, we were supposed to play a song, but I haven't. I.
0: Haven't I thought of one. Me neither.
1: And also, it's like really lame when we do it like this.
0: It really is.
1: And it's really lame. Or maybe when we post this, whatever. okay. What are you looking forward to this week?
0: Um, I'm gonna go see my kids right now. Can you
1: give them a big hug for me?
0: I will. Um, what else? There's a ball next week, so I'm so excited. Oh, to go to the back. Renaissance ball? No,
1: no, 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 no. no. This, no, no, no. this is the
0: yes. it takes two ball. Um, oh uh, my god, what
1: it takes two. <laughs>
0: That would also be a really cute podcast name.
1: I think so. That's cute. Yeah. But it's not as cool as throw codes. Throw No, codes it's really not. A bitch. Yeah. I
0: know. What are you excited for this week?
1: I am excited to uh, just be off of the Hot Mess Express. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> I am going to go into my um, gardening era. So I'm going to get my garden ready. I planted some peas yesterday. So I get my um, vegetable box fucking ready to go. Uh, I'm really pumped about that. I'm not gonna lie.
0: I love that. I can't wait to come to your house and see your vegetable okay. garden.
1: Thank you. Yeah. Um, I'm actually gonna go. I'll probably head to the store to tomorrow and do some. Mm-hmm. I gotta grab a few things. So I learned how to create a micro, um, a microclimate with not climate, a micro... Ecosystem? Ecosystem, thank you. An ecosystem with where you have certain flowers that will deter bugs that like to eat the vegetables that the flowers are planted next to. And so instead of having to use pesticides and all of that, you've got this super dope ecosystem happening. Um, so yeah, this year I'm going to have zucchini and uh, oh my bitch. I just grew six asparagus. Okay. They grew on yes. their own from last year. So I've got six asparagus that are in there. I'm going to plant some more, plant some snow peas. I'm going to strawberries, tomatoes, eggplant. I got kale. I gave mom some kale and Swiss chard yesterday too.
0: Kale grows through anything.
1: Bitch. But then I just left it and saw if it was going to, I left it through the winter and saw if it was going to, and it did.
0: Yeah, and considering how it feels pooping out, it feels like shitting out a cactus sideways. It better drive
1: legit. legit. It was like, alarming. like what
0: is your problem? You're so aggressive.
1: Uh, what else? And I'm also growing some peonies right now. Yes, yeah, so that's what I'm excited about. <laughs> <laughs> Little farmer and off the farmagial, 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 in you could tell tell Kelly that I can st- I can still Fine.
0: Kelly taught my Kelly's my roommate and taught my sister how to wine. Yeah. bumpa.
1: I fucking love her. Um, <laughs> I am gonna take a heels class.
0: Mm-hmm. We need to have one podcast episode that's just about our time together.
1: Bitch, that should have been this one. Let's do it again. Please. I know.
0: you know what I was thinking I'm not sure why I'm talking to you right now about it but (laughs) if we ever have the energy we should just record a bunch at it at the same time yeah that would be smart yeah not today because I want to go outside but yeah
1: yeah okay okay well love you love you
0: throat goats
1: (laughs) throat (laughs) goats okay are we done yeah we're done okay bye catch you next time bye